What's up, fellas? I'm back. Hey, PH Dub. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Well, and my voice is starting to come back. That's so that should let you know the type of time I had. I know you can't see me. I know you guys can't see me, but I'll say this. Uh Brandage, I just I just saw the text you sent. Hey now. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! The best 47 seconds of your life. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. I am Brian H. Waters, and I'm joined by the real Wayne Allen and the one and only has the third brother, Hugh. How y'all doing, fellas? I am super. I am great. <laughs> great weekend of wrestling. Oh, my gosh, man. Brotherhood mm-hmm. in the building. Yes, sir. And you know this, man. <laughs> now, if we didn't try to do this last night, I'm going to tell you, I would have been like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Brian, mm-hmm. Brian, 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 hey, man, listen, y'all going to have to carry it, man, because I'm a little down, man. Uh, I, I'm trying to catch up on some. I'm like, no, no problem, bro. I got you. Trust me. It's like that sometimes. I slept on a plane. Then I came home, got stuff together. And I tried to watch Young Rock. I tried to catch up, and I could fall asleep on the same episode. <laughs> I was sleeping on the same episode like three times. I got in the bed before 10 30 and I woke up at six and I was like, I'm tired, but I'm good now. I'm good. We ready, ready to rock yeah. and roll. Well, you, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta catch up on that, man. Young Rock is good. Oh yes, sir. I did. I'm caught up, caught up today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, fresh off the heels of WrestleMania 38 in the great city of Dallas. Let me tell y'all, fellas. Let me tell y'all. Dallas is amazing. The food is good, mm-hmm, but it's also mm-hmm. spread out. You got you got the areas if you want to be just chill. You got the party areas. You even got some hood areas out there. You got some. It's it's very chills, you know. Um, just to give a quick recap, shout out to the pro wrestling community. Really showed out as they always do, especially the black wrestler pro wrestling community. Um, you know, uh, the, the hospitality. Of the Black Wrestling Podcast, I met with them on Friday night, um, right no, after, during um, SmackDown. I, I went over there, right at the end of SmackDown, towards the end, and watched like whatever the final segment with Drew McIntyre and part of the uh, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner's Hall of Fame induction. <clears throat> and then we went to the Omni Hotel, uh, where they had like the sports bar in there, and that's where we saw all the wrestlers. But uh, you know, obviously. Kick it off the weekend with Wale Mania. Uh, shout out to the real Dwayne Allen for blessing me with the great merch. It's exclusive. Y'all ain't got it yet, but y'all will soon. Exclusive. The PRDA brand shirt. You know, coming uh, soon. Brandon, coming soon. Yeah, you Spring know, summer um, 2022. Coming soon. 
Yes, sir. You know, a few weeks ago, we had the show where I bought a couple of pair of Jordans. Well, I bought a pair of Jordans. And I, so I had to rock those with it and shout out to Carmelo Hayes. Yes, the former NXT North American champion. Uh, you know, we saw each other at Wally Man. I was like, oh, snap, we got the same shoes on. Oh, y'all was, y'all was twinning. <laughs> so we had to take a pick. <laughs> they were definitely so we, twinning. And I'm not sure it wasn't pre-planned. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't know that man. That's, I mean, that's what you tell us, but hey, we weren't there. We don't know right. who you know. Absolutely. There's a lot of people at this point, buddy. Yeah. I tell you, um, Chris Bay, he was the first person to compliment me on the shoes. Now, he, you know, probably recognized from, you know, he follows the wrestling realm. He also uh, with Facebook friends. So, you know, he was on the stage and I was coming up there. And, you know, I had my camera because I was working the first hour of Wally Mania taking photos because they had the masked man uh live podcast and so he's like oh what's up man you know so me and talk for a few minutes uh shout out to the reverend ron hunt reverend t ron t hunt of shane taylor promotions uh saw him you know and um and shane taylor of course and you know it, it was just good vibes obviously you know those wrestling girls was in the building you know we pretty much hung out the whole weekend um, I think one of the highlights for me, because obviously I could go on and on. I mean, I could do a whole show on the trip, but uh-huh. um, the, the like kind of content, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we might have to uh, create a, a Patreon. That's what the the ways are doing because people don't want to buy the coffee, so we might have to create a Patreon. But um, mm. Saturday, so it, so for those who do not know, if y'all don't know by now, if you ain't been following my <clears throat> Twitter and Instagram, I. And I'm saying it like this because a certain person on this uh on this on this call on this show told me to do it this way. I produce the first interview that Cody Rhodes had. I'm sorry. The applause I'm, button. I'm sorry. Who who did it? Who did it? I, I didn't I didn't hear that. Yours truly. Play the yes, applause sir. button. Oh uh, 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 yeah yeah. Hold on. This deserves applause. Go ahead. <laughs> We gotta, get a, we gotta get a better applause sound than that, bro. Hey, I ain't put. I just, I just use. I no, that's, like that. no, that's okay, bro. No, we'll figure it out. We'll get some because that. But yeah, deserve a lot of applause than that, brother. Yeah. After, after my brother gave me the swift kicking to the ears, like, look. <laughs> can, can you guys believe that? And I, I don't. Brian, do I have permission to, to to speak on the situation? Go ahead. Go I want to put your personal business in the street. This is a guy was about the. <laughs> He was really contemplating. I'm not gonna say he was gonna turn it. He was contemplating, like, man, what should I? This is how much he loves wrestling. That he had to figure out whether he was gonna produce the hottest segment in the hottest story on the hottest professional wrestler. Mind you, we didn't know in the world. Sure, didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we had inklings, but it was there was no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To make a decision about whether he was gonna produce that segment, that interview, that first one, regardless, or, yep. or keep watching wrestling. <laughs> That's how much he loves wrestling. And well, I said, it all kept he... down to the order of the show. But um, I'm a firm believer in the man upstairs. And the show was booked perfectly. <laughs> like, you couldn't have booked Saturday night even better at all, right? The father knew. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so the realness said, man, look, you can watch the rest of it on, on TV. Because <laughs> if it really, let's be real, it came down to because I really wanted to see Bianca because the moment I was able to do that I wanted to do was, excuse me, as soon as Bianca won, FaceTime Ariana, right? That was what I wanted to do, How and which I was able to do, just like when the entrance happened. 
what I do, I FaceTime the realist. Oh, what you were saying, because that sounded like you said something was perfect, and I couldn't understand. I said, wait till we get on the show. I heard that, yeah. I think I was talking about just the presentation of it, the way they mm-hmm. did it. Uh, okay. The uh, lights went out, brief pause, and then the camera angle of him coming up from the ceiling. Because oh, in my yeah. mind, that's how I always imagined it. Mm. I said, I said, well, he's got, he's got to come up from the ceiling. I mean, come up from the the, the floor. Excuse me. I said, yeah. He's got to come up from the floor. And then they did it. It was like, I'm not going to jump into it. We'll we'll get back to that later. But that when I saw it on TV, I was like, man, they produced that perfectly. Like the camera angle, the way it looked. He he just looked. He looked really majestic coming yeah. up from the smoke from the floor. So that's that's so what, what I was what telling I, when you were called. Got you. What I was hoping I didn't do was ruin it. No, 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 because, no, no. And, um, and you know, sometimes the comment can be off because that's happened to us before. Remember? So that happened with Ariana. Yeah. And we were sitting here watching it again today. She said, when I called her, she said, I didn't see the pen. She said, I saw the move, but I didn't see the pen. But then I guess it was maybe some herky jerky. And then it went to, she knew she had won and she saw the celebration, but she was telling me she didn't see the pen. And I was like, maybe I, and I didn't know if I had called too fast or right on time or what. Yeah, I don't I don't know the the exact time frame, but I mm-hmm. do remember that when you did call, it was kind of from what you showed me, I couldn't it already it enough had happened. It was it was yeah. no way of me knowing like it's not like you called me as he was coming up from the floor. Gotcha. Like yeah. his music was blasting and you know, I, I saw the fan reaction and your reaction and I was kind of <laughs> watching it the same way in real time. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that 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 was a moment, but you know, um Unlike, unlike when I, when I when I got a notification about the Hardys return back to WWE right, before it happened, yet <laughs> I literally left out my house to go to Lombardi's to get me and my mother some food, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to watch it. I'm watching it on the app, like on the network, back on the good old days. And yeah. then and then the notification comes across the app while I'm watching it on the phone. But <laughs> you know that was years ago. Yeah, and, and that was the thing, man. Um, you know, and like I said, on that night. You know, it was just amazing. And then we went out afterwards after it took like an hour or two to get an Uber from downtown. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they was like, you got to go to this lot. It was a mess. But once we did that, we went straight to the Omni again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's where you saw, all the, you know, all the boys. Well, not all of them, but, you know, some of the upper mid carters, a lot of NXT talent just there hanging out. And um, the, the unrecognizable group, they, they can enjoy their time when they're not well. The Usos well was there, and it was cool to see them with their brother. Oh, okay, well, yeah, he they were there. Uh, Seamus, Damian Priest. Oh, Matt okay, Redding. never mind. It was, it was some guys there, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Got upper it. mid card. Well, Seamus is the top guy. Um, Usos are the top guys too, technically, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. And um, you know, uh, but a lot of the, the whole, it felt like the whole NXT, like um, what's that, the um, Mandy Rose and them. They were okay. there, <laughs> uh, Mellow Hayes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like coming through, right? And I see, you know, I see my peoples from WWE shake their hand, thank them for, you know, everything. And it was like, man, good stuff. We appreciate the work. Go through, uh, see, you know, my team at the ringer. Oh, everybody, you know, congratulating me. Like, man, that sounds good. This is that and the other. Because I was worried about turning the interview around the time and mixing it. Whole time recording because their microphones are together. I'm just praying that it don't bleed through. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so... And thank God it didn't. And um, so then when we got to uh, shoot, when we got to the um, oh, I got to the back, and there was um, you know, our our younger brother. Well, the one you ain't met yet, but yeah, he our younger brother, Stephen Michael, and um, and, and those wrestling girls, and my man Justin. They were all sitting together. Tell me why they gave me an ovation. I was like, oh snap! Wow. <laughs> now, now where was this again? 
This was at the Omni. Uh, it was got called it. The, 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 it was called Owner's Box, the sports bar. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. And, you know, they gave me ovations. Like, good job. This, this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to sit down. So give me a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when, uh, I, I, like I said, I see, I'm like trying to get out of the way. I see Mellow Hayes and them playing pool. A couple of, um, and Zia Lee. And, or, or was it, it was either, yeah, Zia Lee, they was playing pool. So I was like, all right, let me just sit down on this couch for a second. Yo, yo, y'all play. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Just being, you know, kind of in the mix. And, you know, with the stuff that we was doing, we was, you know, in the mix of superstars the whole weekend. Like, I mean, I said a, a photo thread is coming. It's just literally because I just didn't feel like going through posting. But I probably took over like f- 400 pictures in my phone, <laughs> between my phone and my camera. But, yeah, it was um it was a great weekend. You know, like I said, just seeing the people out there, even seeing um shout out to uh, uh, Terry from We Love Wrestling. Um, shout out to uh, Suzette Victoria from Hip club pro the promoter shout out the lovely shout out the imj rose seahawk and um all the people create the black wrestling drawers hashtag um you know shout out to mimi charles for the article she wrote did i say her name right i might say her name Apologies. oh lord you messed up that woman's name right <laughs> we finna get she, she, she mentioned us in the um she mentioned us in her article mimi Charles. I'm sorry. There we go. I I am Mimi Chels. Make sure y'all follow her, the wrestling chick. Uh, but yeah, she mentioned us in the article because, like I said, when I tell you the uh, culture was out, uh, Hugh saw it at um, Fight Club, and it was that yeah. on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> like I it was it really was. that on steroids. You know, Banks vs. Davis podcast in the building. Like I said, I you know hung out with Black Wrestling at their Airbnb Friday night. You know, just sitting back watching uh, wrestling and talking wrestling and whatnot. And that, and that was the cool part. You know, we went to this place, I think three times messing around Chris to be at his place uh, called um, Rag- bag of bones. It was a chicken spot in deep Elm, Texas. It was good. <laughs> I'm trying to take it. So uh, Wait, yeah, that was deep, deep Allen, Texas, deep, deep Elm, deep Elm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's all my, you know, uh, former manager Audrey, she took me out and she kind of gave me like you know uh, a virtual, not virtual, but like you know telling me what parts of Texas was and whatnot. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, overall it was cool. Like I said, Wale Mania was definitely the place to be Thursday night. Any you know you saw um, AEW, WWE, ROH, Impact talent all in the same place. A lot of times interacting with each other, and it was no like. You know that that whole stuff that the internet does. It was none of that. You know what I mean? It's, it never is amongst the boys. Exactly. And, and guess what? <clears throat> Even they, they was walking around, and it wasn't people being Marcus either. You know, of course you see somebody. Hey, can I grab a pick or whatever? But you ain't yeah. have you know, and, you know when the culture out, we just be chilling. We be vibing. So you see I mean, somebody, you absolutely. know, you just sit, yeah, I'm sitting up there having a conversation with Caprice Coleman. Like, hey, man, good to see you. His man said, man, maybe we should do some quartet of another. <laughs> oh, he's taking it back to church. Right. <laughs> hey, you, you, know, um, you know, seeing Swole again. She's like, hey, how you doing? I think the, the funniest moment of the night, and this is all I'm going to mention about this guy on this episode for obvious reasons because of developments, but seeing Desmond Xavier because, like, I saw him, I walked past, and he looked at me, his eyes lit up. He's like, yo, I said, yo, good to see you. Like, we just embraced, gave each other a big hug. And he was like, man, 
it's so good to see you, man. It's been such a long time. I said, yeah, since CZW. And then before that, MCW. And I said, dude, I'm just proud of you. I said, I remember the, uh, when you were you just starting out and you was opening the show after the show. You sat there in the uh, locker room just watching the rest of the matches, taking it all in. I said, and that showed that you was a student of the game, you know. So it was cool seeing him, uh, seeing Faye Jackson. Uh, and she was like, yo, it's good to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> Why did you laugh at you? What are you smirking <laughs> hey, about? Hey, what are you, what are you smirking about, brother? Nothing at all, Okay, bro. now go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> nothing at all, bro. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brian. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was hilarious, you know. Um, like I said, just seeing everybody. Um, Bianca Belair uh, sent my daughter a video. That was amazing. Uh, just, a, Yeah, just a... You know, and and she got it. Like I sent it to her. I put in a family group chat, and I knew she was home for school. She's like, "Oh, MJ EST at WWE," and I'm like, "Mind you, she's texting," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's loving this." So, but yeah, it was it was a um a great weekend next year. In I'm, I'm, I know I say this all the time, but yeah, next year we will be there. Uh, this one was just like I, I will say, and we'll get into it, but. And I know y'all about to say, you say this all the time, but this was definitely like my favorite WrestleMania between the weekend. <laughs> he definitely says that every year. <laughs> every, every year, bro. Everyone he's involved in or close to it, he always says that. That's well, everyone. yeah, but this one, like, I mean, it did its job. It did its job. And honestly, full of moments for the fans. I thought night two, I was like, night two going to be hard. To, this going to be hard. Top night one. I felt the same way. And I was. <laughs> But the energy of the crowd, I don't know how this translates on TV, but the energy of the crowd was on 100 the whole show. No, the crowd was hot. Dallas yeah. was hot, man. Like, I was, they, they made the show that much better mm-hmm. because it was never like, there was never, even if a match wasn't maybe your cup of tea, mm-hmm. the crowd never like tuned out. They just either found a way to become a part of it or engaged in it, or they, like they were on fire the whole night. Like it's not like you. It was one of the things that Cody mentioned in one of his many interviews. He said, "You know, Dallas is a crowd that they kind of make you earn it. You know, of course, it's a global audience because people come from around the world yeah. to participate, man. But it was that that Dallas crowd was hot for WrestleMania. Yeah, it was. And and and, and the night after, you know, and, and yeah. I'm I'm never. I don't feel like the crowd, and maybe Hugh have a difference, but I don't feel like the crowd the night after Mania." Uh, 28 was hot the whole show, just no, in spot. They, they weren't, they weren't okay. Couple now, obviously, for Daniel Bryan, the because rock, that's when course. the yes began, yeah, yeah, in the rock. But you know, you you felt it this Monday night, they was hot. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, going into you know, night one, it felt like they was kind of saving it the first match. Then when uh, Boogs got hurt, everybody was kind of more concerned. McIntyre and, and Corbin did their thing for what it was, and but then it felt like it picked up doing Bianca Becky, and then kind of stayed up there. Now, obviously, I was in the back doing Charlotte and Ronda, but Austin, man, that was the one thing like I wanted to see. Actually, they was like, "Hey, all right, we gonna get done before Stone Cold?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like trying to hurry up and edit because you know I didn't even go back to my seat. I stood there with the um, near the photographers." So, you know, I'm standing on the floor. I'm like, wow. And you can see the wrestlers wanting to come out there, too. So they, they could see Stone Cold, like, you know, the Rhea Ripley's of the world and everybody. And so, yeah, night night one, but yeah, night two definitely, <clears throat> definitely delivered. But how did it translate on TV? 
No, it translated great. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was one of the things that I've noticed specifically about this year. I said, man, this WrestleMania was full of moments for the fans. You know what I mean? This was the first real WrestleMania was been kind of back at full capacity. Mm-hmm. And the, the wrestling fans were ready for it. You know, they were excited to be there. They had a lot of fun. The way they booked the show, it was it. I've been talking about it for a while now. There's a different approach to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know how we, we watch stuff. There's a certain structure. There's this match. There's that match. Then there's a women's match. Then there's a calm down match. And then, I, you know, it became kind of stagnant and predictable after a while. Right. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that they've tried to change that. Right. Like we were preparing for Lesnar and Reigns night two. Right. After mm-hmm. the previous match. Right. And you figure well, what's going to be the calm down match. You give us Pat McAfee. And you give us Austin Theory. And you say, okay, well, this is the calm down match. But the match was so filled with moments and surprises. You didn't even realize that. They were just trying to get you to, they were just trying to occupy time before they were ready to start the main event. Right? right. Because you have Pat McAfee. He has this moment, Austin Theory, and great. And then Vince McMahon gets involved. And it was a huge swerve because there were reports months ago saying that McMahon was going to get back in the ring and have a match against Pat McAfee. And then he went on his podcast. And they talked about it, and he was like, "Yeah, you can have a you can have a WrestleMania match." And then when they announced it against Austin Theory, it was like, "Okay, well, their shoes were wrong." But it, you know, in in this occasion, they were right. You know, McMahon had plans to get back in the ring, and you know, it it was a nice swerve. It was it wasn't meant to be a five star match, but it was almost like an interlude. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We got Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, which was great in itself. It could have stood on its own. And then McMahon gets involved. You're like, "Wait a minute, they're not about to have a match, are they?" And then they have right. a match. So you're like, wait a minute. It, it was these levels. There were these wrinkles that were going up and up and up. Right. You forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot there was a main event. That's how engaged I was and what was going on, <laughs> which is what you want from a from a fan that's watching from your from a distance. It's watching from television. Right. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Oh, OK, great. Cool. Pat McAfee. Celebrity match. Another one. Cool. All of a sudden, Vince McMahon gets in the ring. Wait a minute. Vince gets in the ring and he's legit getting in the ring. He's not faking. He's taking off his shirt. They have a to okay. muscles. It's fun to see Vince McMahon in the ring. And of all, of course, there's a story to it. Austin Theory, they cheat his protege. Oh man, you could have you could have hung your hat on that. <clears throat> Austin's music hits and everybody goes nuts. I'm like, yo, they're, they're, they're taking us up. Nobody thought we were gonna see Austin again. Exactly. You know, we get one more Austin McMahon exchange. It's like we're saying goodbye to an era that we all loved. And Austin and McMahon can say goodbye to it on their terms. You know what I mean? Austin was forced out because of injury, but this this time he got to go out the way he wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. We got one one last silly exchange from McMahon and Austin with that crazy looking stunner <laughs> that was just <laughs> like it was hilarious. It was everything it needed to be in that moment. That's why it didn't matter how bad it looked. I'm like, man, right. this is it's silly. Mm-hmm. Like it was absurd the fact that Stone Cold is still torturing Vince McMahon after all these years, and then the people that Stone Cold celebrated went they went home with stunners too. You were like, man, I had such a I had a, such a good time at this moment. Do you like, oh shoot, we still got Roman Brock? And it was like, usually they would have given us a calm down match. You know what I mean? To kind of bring the bring the crowd back down because they were kind of hot previously and then bring us back up. But it's like, let's keep it going. Exactly. Instead of filling it with like nonstop action in the ring, they found a way to entertain us, and that's what it's about. And what it did, mm-hmm. it, it just gave us another WrestleMania moment, right? It was no it was no drop off when it came to to the moment. And I know a lot of pure wrestling fans were disappointed in the, the work of the ring. But I'm like, but WrestleMania has never really been about the work in the ring. It's right. always been about this entertainment spectacle. That's what it was built on in the first place. If you watch the, the WrestleMania, the story of WrestleMania, 
you know, DVD or whatever you want to call it now, it tells you the whole point was to merge entertainment and what we were doing in the ring and make it this big cultural shift in entertainment. And I you, felt you know, that in, uh, in, in, in WrestleMania this year specifically. Oh yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> one of the things I was, um, one of the things I was looking at with WWE, this is what people don't realize they did something special. Um, we got undertaker coming out there both nights, stone cold mm -hmm. on there both nights. That was for the people who couldn't go to both nights. You know, I'm fortunate that I was able to go to WrestleMania both nights. But there's a lot of people who had to pick a night or chose to pick a night. And I was happy that they got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, it's nothing right. like hearing that glass break, you know. And, and, it, and it was a surprise. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's something that I've always wanted to do was be in the arena and you know i was talking to uh queen pr about it you know that's like because if you know anything about like those wrestling girls pr is all stone cold and krista b is all rock so she's like Yo, oh wow look at that dynamic <laughs> tell me about it if it, it, it's like the rock comes out on um monday i'm gonna be so mad because i ain't gonna be there but you know to see like when stone cold come out you know you just see people just lose it and it's like this is amazing, you know, and the, the whole thing with him and Kevin Owens, you know, and I'm sitting there like looking right across and, and watching this exchange. And you could just see like Kevin Owens is just having the time of his life, you know, the time of his life. And it, it was it was definitely um, it was it was WrestleMania worthy. It was a WrestleMania moment. You know, it wouldn't have been the same at 32. You know, because nobody was on that level. Let's be honest. Kevin Owens wasn't even on that level yet. Sure, we liked him, but he wasn't like a top guy yet. He was still climbing the ranks. So it, it all happened. You know, the timing was perfect. No, yeah. I mean, that's when when you look at it, when you put it that way. I mean, it was it was so full of these moments that will last a lifetime. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. how does WWE bounce back from the pan from a global pandemic? WrestleMania mm -hmm. 38. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it didn't I, I have a hard time believing anybody that had the privilege to be in that space during those two nights went home disappointed. Mm -hmm. Because there was something from everything that you could have wanted. If you wanted a a good good wrestling, you got a chance to see that in some capacity, right? If you wanted to be entertained, if you wanted to be nostalgic, if you wanted to just experience the moment, all of that was there, which is rare to do when yeah. you're trying to pull off a WrestleMania. And, and it was it was monumental. Like this will go down in history. Just just there was enough of these moments that when they run back WrestleMania highlights, this one's going to have its place. Like mm -hmm. it was it was the talk of the town. I'm like, man, this is exactly what a WrestleMania is supposed to be like. At my age, I, I say this all the time, and I'm gonna say it uh, for the thousandth time. <laughs> talk to him. At this age, I'm not I'm not here to watch wrestling to critique it, right? Like I, I'm not here to write. A, I'm not. I'm not. I don't not write the editorial. Like I'm not a columnist. That's not what I do. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan that is still looking for that feeling that I've always felt when I watch professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, right? Which is rare because mm -hmm. this after a while you can grow out of this stuff, and you want to hit these moments in these walls where you question: Is this stuff even for me anymore? And for a lot of people, it's not. You know. Mm -hmm. And and that's okay. And and that and that's that's more than okay. But the fact that I get to still have that moment and I still feel the way I feel, 
like WrestleMania gave me that feeling. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm not done with this yet. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, the only thing that matters. I don't need to rate it. It did its job. Right. Right. I had I watched it. I had a good time. I had a blast over the weekend. Like, I, I, I got enough of what the WWE had to give me. I didn't have to go anywhere else. You know, sometimes, you know, in the past, we've had to go to other outlets. Well, let's let's watch this on Friday, and then we'll watch that on Saturday, and then get the Mania on Sunday. And then, you know, I had my hands full with what they gave me, and I was more than happy. I was more than surprised. And I was like, man, that's it's, it, it so was a statement for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You turned 34 the right way, because shout out to the real Dwayne Allen who just celebrated his birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did. I couldn't have asked. I couldn't have asked for a better birthday. It's probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had in, in a you know, probably in a long, long time. Well, night you know two I mean? is on your birthday next year. It is. Hey. That's why I said I that's why I said like when when I saw the announcement and they were doing it again, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, even better. I said it's once again for the for a second year mania uh lands on my birthday. So it's as a wrestling fan, you, you couldn't you couldn't ask for more. I will say this. The night, the two night manias, it's okay. It it it, it, it can feel like a hassle, you know, man, I gotta get to the stadium two nights in a row, whatever, whatever. But you don't feel drained after the show. Like after 33, which was five hours, I felt drained. Plus, I was there already for two and a half hours before anybody knows. How good for Corey? He liked to be at the stadium early, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so you know. But this one, you know, we kind of well, that's story for off the air. But you know, getting there, it was like, all right, you know what? It's not so bad. But you know, so I was I was wondering that. Now we talk about moments, and we started getting to it sooner. But talk about the Cody moment and whatnot. I just watched that match. Amazing. Um, because I didn't get to see it in its entirety. I saw the, you know, part bits and pieces, and I saw the finish because I was counting down to when he was coming to the back. But I watched it in its entirety, and I was like, "Wow, this might have been, you know, m- match of the the card." It, it's that is you know, it's definitely up there. What did y'all think, brother Hugh? Man, possibly, definitely had to be like one of the best matches of of WrestleMania weekend. Um. Cody is awesome. First of all, mm-hmm. I just it's been li- listening to all of his uh, interviews and the one that you produced. You you produced one, right? Right, Mr. Yeah. Hitch. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just want to make sure. That <laughs> is the guy that produced that first interview. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the and very he, first one. And he shook my head and said, "Hi, I'm Cody." I'm like, "Oh, I know who you are, brother." <laughs> I'm like, really? "Yeah, nice to meet you." Yeah, man, it's, it was it was just amazing. No, first of all, I did not know that Cody Rhodes his favorite show is The Office. So, man, oh, yeah. respect for yeah. him right there. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. But um, I met him. I had the uh, opportunity to meet him before, and he's he's just the coolest dude. And it, it felt great. It was it was genuine. Like um, like the the entrance, the way he came out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. just tell he was just soaking everything in. Like there was no like he couldn't even react to what was going on. Like it was just so genuine. And that's what I loved about the situation. That's that's what I loved about him returning, and like it was no, it was it was it wasn't corny. You know how yeah, some yeah, some yeah. returns were corny or whatnot. No, it was genuine. Well, some debuts are corny, feel, right? Absolutely. It was a feel good. It was a genuine feel good moment, and I'm glad that he was able to come through, tell his story the way it was supposed to be told, and he handled business. Against one of the best in the world, 
Seth mm-hmm. Rollins, let's, let's, let's give him a nod too. Seth Rollins, most people don't give him a lot of credit, but he's definitely one of the best in the world at what he does. Oh, yeah, easy. Definitely top guy for sure, man. Cody Rhodes, he was it was such an emotional weekend for him, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just you just watched him all weekend. He could barely get himself together. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how you take the same guy, same look, same music, right? Same <laughs> in-ring style. Talk to him real this. Talk to him real this. And you and you and you send him back to a to a real professional wrestling company. And he's the Ooh. biggest. He's the, he's the biggest star in the world overnight. Did you hear what he said? A real I mean, professional wrestling company. Because <laughs> listen to me. I listen. I've listened to enough interviews. We're going to get into mm-hmm. it at some point. We may need to do a whole nother broadcast on this. But that is true. It's obvious the way things are running over there is, is not is not what it needs to be. Because how do you have the same guy, the same character, same look, same presentation, on a bigger scale, and all of a sudden you're the biggest star in the world? Facts. How? Somebody's not doing something right. Now I'm not here to speculate who is, and I'm not here to point out who is or who isn't. But let's at this point, it's it's all factual evidence. Mm-hmm. Because if you were doing something right, he'd still be a regular guy that that caused a lot of noise, which which I truly respected. Right? He's the biggest star in the world. Like they're talking Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Cody Rhodes. Like he wasn't in that conversation uh, uh 47 days ago. Mm-hmm. Like let's like for for a guy to leave on such ill terms as he left, and for six years go out do something else to the point where it became valuable and worth something to where all the heads of the of of an organization, the one who makes the decisions, the one who's in charge of creative, and the one who's charge who is in charge of finance was all on the same pace saying we're coming to get you and everything that you bring to the table. The things that he wanted to do before that they said, nah, we're going to keep you right where you're at. Ironically, they gave him the dusty. The irony. <laughs> yeah, <about> right? <laughs> and then he up. comes back and he goes, they let me be myself. And now I'm one of the biggest stars in the world. How? Mm-hmm. That's emotion. He said he's he's made it very clear. They're paying me a ridiculous amount of money. They've given me a bus. You know how, you know how, do you know how important that bus really is? Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you got you, a family. See, we got to go a bit deeper because this is the realm. When you go back to the promo that Dusty Rhodes cut on his own son about being dashing, he said, you wrestlers have lost what this business is really about. He said, and, and, and all for what? He kept saying, oh, yeah, for a bus. Like, mm. while you out here being dashing, the Miz main event WrestleMania, that promo that Dusty cut was, was all about his son. You need to refocus, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody knows that you're a top guy. The CM Punks, the big shows, the Randy Orton's, the John Cena's, they they got those traveling, traveling buses where they can, you know, rest and get themselves together for those long trips. And they're not responsible for, you know, their own travel when it comes to these type to, to live in this type of lifestyle. Right. And now the one who left six years prior on his own terms is being pulled back into the circus. And they're saying, no, you're one of our main attractions. And he's like, that's all I've ever wanted. How do you go to your own company that you help create and you're not the top attraction? That's weird, right? I mean, listen to me. They left Ring of Honor. See, now I'm ready to get into my stuff. They left Ring of Honor (laughs) because they had no control over what they wanted to do, and they did all in. They said, we want to do something our way because we feel like we can be a bigger draw. If Ring of Honor believed in themselves with the cards they had in 14 and 15, they could have easily did a a 10,000-person arena. 
because All In did it mm-hmm. with less talent. Because yep. if you look at who, who was on between between the rosters of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor in 2014 to 2015, come on now. They were all there. Everybody that, that made NXT, everybody that's NXT or Ring of Honor right now, Impact, that's of importance. They were all in Ring of Honor under, or New Japan under, under the same roof at one point in time. Right? They built they built the foundation on believing and betting on themselves. So you start your own company and all of a sudden you begin to lose control because creatively you're not seeing out of the guy that's paying the bills. You decide, okay, well, you know what? I really don't want to be an executive. I really only want to be a professional wrestler. I wanted mm-hmm. to live my own legacy while living out my father's legacy. And I believe in myself. And what did he do? It paid off big time. Because mm-hmm. now he's one of the biggest stars in the world off of one night. It took one night and then a day full of interviews. One brownish got the first one. Like that's in history now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that moment by itself will carry that weekend and like all the way into WrestleMania history. It goes into the vault. And that's one moment. We haven't talked about Triple H landing his boots in the ring. We haven't talked about uh, the exchange between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. We haven't talked about the matches between like, man, almost going to be dangerous now. That's perfect, because, man. Because, <laughs> because MVP is a mastermind, right? And yeah, now yeah. he's got somebody that can do his bidding. You thought Bobby Lashley was dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like Bobby Lashley won. What's as he should, but that's where MVP decides. You know what? See, you, you're strong, but you don't know how to control what you got. That's why you need me, and he agrees. That's why he get that handshake. And I was like, uh oh, yeah. I don't know, but... I don't know who, I don't know who they going after next, or they going to stick with Bobby. But they in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, man, I just, I just, you know, you don't want to run off into the ground too much. You don't want to do hurt business like you do DX and stuff like that because right. nowadays people's attention spans change. You know what I mean? Definitely. So. I love it. I mean, definitely blow it up before it gets stale, you know. Yeah. But uh, how about uh another top guy, Hugh Diddy's favorite, that being Dolph Ziggler. Yes, sir. You know, yes, dro- sir. Uh, you know, some people had a problem with him dropping, you know, retaining the title with Stan Deliver, only to uh drop it back to Braun on Raw. I personally thought it made sense just to test to see what this raw crowd feel about Braun Breaker. I get it's Bro, the international crowd. I was, I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, just to test to, to yeah. kind of see like how do, how does the crowd has, feel has about crowd... him on the main roster? Yeah, what, you know, uh, and it was what, hot. What doesn't make sense about it though? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> think about it. The way I have loved the way they have they have elevated Dolph Ziggler and mm-hmm. Bobby Roode while they have elevated NXT 2.0, right? Yep. Because NXT is not it's not formatted the same way it used to be. It used to be something that stood completely on its own, right? Mm-hmm. But now it has incorporated what Triple H has built with NXT as well as some of the old things that kind of worked before as well. Because as you know, as, as much as people like to crap on the developmental system, a lot of good stuff came out of the developmental system. Like a whole generation of superstars we benefit from. Sheamus, Drew, Usos, Roman, Moxley, Rollins, the list goes on and on. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the Heath Slaters, even the guys like the Justin Gabriels and you know the Dane Roberts and everything. Byron Sackers, the Wade, <laughs> Wade, Wade Barrett's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why I act like the old way didn't work. It just there was a better way to do it. So Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are very, very yeah. integral 
and elevating what those guys are doing. They've done a great way of introducing Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa to the main audience while keeping them dominant in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a shock that he lost it. Like, everybody thought the typical thing to do was, oh, he's obviously going to win a stand and deliver. Sure. He loses, and you're like, oh, man, this is going to keep going for a while. And then, like you said, turn around two days later on Raw, like you said, testing the audience. Man, they, Braun Breaker's not going to be there too much. Like, he has a long way to go. They got a bona fide star in their hands. Mm-hmm. Because he's been an NXT dominant. They, he's he's had a chance to get in front of the live audience. When he transitions to the main roster, it's not gonna you're not gonna have to take too long to get familiar with who he is, even if you don't watch NXT 2.0, because I'm like sure Kevin Owens. Sure. Kevin Owens is another one, the first mm-hmm. the first crossover NXT star ever. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he 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 made he got immediately involved with John Cena. His transition didn't take too long. And when you have that, man, you just I've heard not one negative thing about anytime Jim Cornette likes you, he doesn't like anybody. He sure don't. He said he said <laughs> he he was talking about he was describing Breaker like, oh yeah, he has all these attributes and things that I haven't seen anybody else since The Rock. I said, Whoa. Whoa. I said, first of all, that's a that's a that's a that's an insane compliment to make. And second oh, of all, it's coming from statement. it's coming from, from Jim Cornette out of all people. Yep. I expect Vince to say something like that. Like he thinks Austin Theory is the next John Cena or Randy Orton. Yeah, I expect Vince to say that because he's always looking for the next guy. <laughs> but James E. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, I think I think Dolph Ziggler is has had a career re- revitalization. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just as good as he is now as he was before. I put the question yeah. mark. Who who did he was ready to jump yeah, through the man. phone? Yeah, yes, bro. He, don't, he don't definitely want to know why you ain't put the question mark next to Dolph Ziggler. That right, right, man. Don't disrespect that man. <laughs> Come on now. But yeah. I, I have I have enjoyed this run. Like I, I didn't think I was gonna adapt to 2.0 as much as I have, but I'm like, man, they just figured out a way to keep me entertained. Like they'll mm-hmm. show up on Monday, have a tag match, and then it'll spill over to Tuesday. And I'm like, man, I'm really watching this stuff now because they got me hooked enough to say, let me go see what's going on because I know Dolph Ziggler's gonna deliver. Right. Yeah, I, I know Bobby Root and they and they're performing as themselves. They're the dirty dogs on Raw and SmackDown, wherever they at. But then right. they go down there, they're still Bobby Root glorious. They're still you know the, the, the good one the show stealer <laughs> good music right yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it is and i get a kick like just that promo by itself like come on mm. when the last time they put uh they put a stick in Dolph Ziggler's hand for him to make those type of promos like he's showing his worth like and you're talking about guys that are 42 and 44 years old mm-hmm. come on man good stuff top guys yeah now the last one i gotta ask y'all this what happened with edge and aj styles it was not the match I expected. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> I was expecting such a... Like, I, I didn't hear too many complaints about it. I was like, oh, they're going to trash. People are probably going to trash this match. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear too many complaints about it. Mm-hmm. But it was not the match I was expecting. Mm-hmm. AJ Style, I don't think he's really really delivered at Mania yet. Like, he hasn't had his moment. I'm like, oh, no, nah, he had a shut. Like, all, all his Mania matches have been very forgettable. <laughs> and that's my guy. Except the 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 boneyard match. Except the boneyard match with the taker. That's the one that's probably going to be the most talked about. But like, right. he's been in there with Jericho and Orton, and I'm like, man, he's just. And then now, Edge. They told a different story. It was very slow and methodical and painful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I wasn't expecting that from from these guys. But it was like, I don't think the match was bad. It's just what 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 I wasn't expecting. It, I'm like, I'm like, y'all could have give us a little bit more than that, but. They wanted to go in a different direction. They wanted to go something. It was a very similar to Ronda, Ronda and Charlotte's match. Okay, like they were trying to kill each other, mm-hmm. and they were trying to show that look, this is 
they're trying to kill each other. And I get it. It's be Edge a new character. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I, 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 I told people. I told really? people. Yeah, I like it. I don't think I I think it was his gear that messed me up. I say like don't make it look it just gear was if his gear was a little bit more like menacing looking. I'm like, bro, you got like purple drips and stuff on your I don't know. If you notice the, the detail on the gear, there were hands on his on his gear. Okay, that and, that, and, that, and the first thing I noticed was and, and even to the logo on the side, it mm-hmm. kind of looked like the Undertaker's logo. Okay. Okay. So well, it could have been I, like paying homage to the Undertaker, even to his entrance. That's what I was kind of the purple. Yep. Okay. Okay. And, and I, all I remember, all I remember is my bad. All I no, remember is um his uh I think it was WrestleMania 29. Is that when he wrestled CM Punk? I um, think it, I think it was 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wrestled CM Punk, and remember his entrance when he came yep. out. They had the hands kind of like coming out the smoke. Yep. That's yep, the first yep, thing that yep, jumped yep. into my mind. I was like, yeah, he's paying homage to the Undertaker. And then AJ yep. Styles comes out with the white one, and I'm like, all right, so this is. Good versus evil again. This is, yeah. is Taker Michaels. Yeah, I said I've, two originally, but it's it's the first one. Yeah, definitely. Right. It was definitely that good versus evil. I, I mean, I, I definitely got that. I think it just it caught a lot of people by surprise. I was just like, oof. Like I, I was watching. I didn't have a problem, but I was just shocked. Like they're gonna kill each other in there. Like it was just it was heavy hitting. Yeah, and I'm used to seeing those guys work two different styles. Yeah, right. I didn't think that was the match I was gonna get. So I mean, I I I don't think it was. Poorly received, but I just think it, like most fans, most people were kind of like, "Oof, that was different." Told, I think that's exactly what it was. No, know, big time because, because obviously, what it's not going to be the last time. So this was just right. chapter one. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And you know, AJ did the same thing with Shinsuke at WrestleMania. Same 34. thing. That was in chapter one, uh, and I think that's trying to kill each other. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with him. It's like. No, bro. We don't need you to get. We we want we want AJ to have that WrestleMania moment, the climax. But we've been getting mm-hmm. chapter ones with him at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Um, you know, his his WrestleMania moment was with Shane. Yeah, <laughs> that was the match of the night because of the main card. <laughs> but you know, um, that was it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like Damian Priest joining them. But I told people before the match, I said, "Stop saying it's gonna be the Savage Steamboat. Stop no, it. Stop. Oh no no no, like, no, 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 Stop setting expectations for these matches. I said, y'all said the same thing about CM Punk and Chris Jericho. Y'all said the same thing about this. Get this, Jericho and Fandango. I said, so y'all keep going out there saying this is gonna be the the, the greatest match. Stop it. Just enjoy it." Just, just enjoy it. Yeah. You, you know what I noticed? Have you ever watched Savage Steamboat? I don't think we've ever had a match of that pace. At I that would time? say since then. Yeah, but I I don't know. I haven't seen one recently. Hmm. Like, like we want to see that style match. Like, I want to hmm. see that match between like a Daniel Bryan and CM Punk or yeah. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Like, that's the match we all expect or want to see. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, you got to be a different type of guy to, to even keep up with that type of pace because go back and watch Savage Steamboat. Man. Like in its entirety, you're like, whoa, that was right. Yeah. You see why it, it kind of set the bar for what people thought a workhorse match should be, or as they say, a good work rate match. Yeah. And like I said, when you can put on that type of performance at a That's, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would have gave us that Daniel Bryan's uh, AJ Styles Intercontinental Championship match on Raw before Backlash 2020, 
Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been incredible. That made Edge and Randy Orton step their game up, which I thought they had an incredible match. The one deemed the greatest wrestling match ever. Right. You know, but yeah, AJ Styles, man, he he, he got to I mean, he's a top guy. Don't get me wrong. And obviously edges, but I'm really excited to see. Um, this is this is huge for Damian Priest. Yeah, you know, big time. Um, it is. It is. You know, it's a great opportunity for him. Now, you, you know, it elevates. You guys notice that they're they're pairing a lot of these vets with these younger guys. I've noticed that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. Like they they're doing a lot of this. It's almost like NXT season one, but it's playing out on the card. Yeah. It's playing out on the actual shows. But imagine up some of these younger guys with. It's like. You can't just keep throwing young guys in a ring with vets and then have this feud and eventually the young guy beats him and then now he's elevated. It doesn't work like that these days. And I think that's nah. the one thing I give WWE credit for is they're recognizing that. Like, AEW does that a lot, but it's kind of for for a rogue – well, not a rogue, for a promotion that's, uh, as CM Punk says, is very punk rock backstage, very progressive in the way they do things. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they have all these vets work with these young guys, but it's just like a lot of times once that's over with, there's no long-term booking or storytelling that makes you feel like that the, that young talent is now elevated because they work with this person. Yeah. Whether it's either against them or they're in a faction. Ring of Honor used to do it a lot, though. You know, I think about BJ Whitmer and his his stable he, when he had a young Adam Page. You know, he had a young Kobe Carino. He had a young. Mm-hmm. He had a young. He had a young Punishment Martinez. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I love all the references to to, to Punishment. Poor. I said, oh yeah, that they they're giving. He's going back to that gimmick because that was sort of his gimmick in Ring of Honor when he first got when he first debuted. Mm-hmm. When I first saw, I said, "Here we go, another devil guy, look like Tess with long leather pants." <laughs> Here we go again. But you know, Punishment Martinez, as I knew him, we're mm-hmm. seeing elements of that incorporated into who Damian Priest is. You know, first he was a Playboy NXT, and then he became the Archer of Infamy until Vince was like, well, "What the heck right. is an Archer of Infamy?" You know, and now he has his split personality, and then now Vince is, you know, what uh, Priest is like, hey. Edge, I know Edge already claimed it. Like, look, yeah, I thought I was good, but I'm really evil. And I keep trying to neglect that evil side, but it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And Priest is the character that his whole character was built off that same principle. Yep. So it only makes sense. What it, And what it does is, this is what makes, this is when you know they're doing their job because they're making a 34-year-old man go, man, I wonder who else is kind of teetering like that on the roster that they could probably recruit because, of course, the, the rumors are saying like, oh, it's going to be a faction. There's going to be more people involved. And it's like, man, I, I wonder who else is kind of in, in between. You know what I mean? You know, people looking at Rhea Ripley. I was about to say that's the first one, yeah. Oh, that's scary. You know, right. last week right. on Raw, you know, she disappeared. Yeah. And then um, she walked out and then said, oh, I got us a tag title match. That's a perfect setup. You don't take the belts off Sasha and Naomi right now. It's yeah. a perfect setup. You know, during the match, boom, she leave Liv Morgan hanging. That's going to get her instant heat because Liv Morgan is lovable. Yeah, man, it, it just writes stuff off his bucket list before he has to really retire for real. Mm-hmm. And I, I could be more is. happy for him. Y'all don't like yeah. Edge, huh? Nothing. That's all it is for real. But uh, before we get out of here, he finally here, and his name is Veer. Yeah. <laughs> I hold time, time, time. I know we're not ending this show <laughs> talking about Veer. Hey man, that's that's a big story, man. I thought that man was lost. I was concerned. We need to talk about the triumphant return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, oh, we did, oh, we really didn't get into we, it. We we tapped on it, but we but did. goodness gracious, <laughs> we can't. I'm glad Veer showed up. Don't get me wrong, but come on, man. We're just we're just as bad as WWE with all those promos. 
for six months. <laughs> and then he just shows up and beats up the, the Mysterios and stuff like that. And be like, oh, oh, oh. we ain't going to finish. We got to finish your show with Austin KO. Wait, that, well, well, there you go. That's what we had to say about Veer. You, you, you happy he showed up. <laughs> we want to give him as much energy as they gave us when he showed up. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, Austin's return, man. Stone I mean, Cold Steve Austin. Talk up. Let's let's talk about him this weekend, because because he, because he was advertised for Saturday to be mm-hmm. on the Kevin Owens show, turn into a full fledged match. You know what? One thing I remember watching, and I said, okay, depending on how Austin comes down to the ring, will determine the level of seriousness of of the quote unquote match they're going to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. he comes out in the ring, fresh Austin three sixteen shirt, old old school tight jean shorts, and his knee braces on with his wrist tape, and he looked pretty jacked. I said, uh oh. He, he he's at least gonna get physical. I looked at my boy. I said, "He got his knee braces on. He got his knee braces on." So then you say to yourself, "Cause I, I was waiting to see if he's gonna come out with trunks and a vest on." I say, mm-hmm. "Okay, he's he's gonna get active if he's, if I see him come out here with this trunk and vest on." So I'm waiting. He gets in the ring. They talk a little bit, and Kevin Owens goes, "Oh yeah, I, check this out. I didn't come out here. I figured he was gonna get a couple of punches in the face and a stunner." Mm-hmm. They ring the bell. And I'm like, well, why? How do you make this look like it makes sense? Like, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon tried to do it a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. And they were mm. trying to get Bret Hart to at least put the gear on, like put your gear on and just throw your t-shirt over your gear. And Vince and Bret was just against it because he's like, well, I don't want to wear old stuff and I look different in it, and people, do, I want them to remember me the way it was, you know, in my prime. So you know, Bret Hart walked around there with jeans, jeans, shorts, and a backwards hat for like you know a month and a half, beefing with Vince, and they had their moment, which was very special. But you know what I mean? In my mind, as a Bret Hart fan, I, I just kind of wanted more for it to end that way, right? Yep. You know, because Bret Hart was kind of retired, and I thought it was a good gesture for him to have a, a small United States title run in the last minute and kind of have a match without him having to take any bumps because, you know, concussion, stuff like that. So you see Austin come out, and they ring the bell, and they say it's no hold bar. I said, oh, here we go. They're, they're about to put on a show. Mm-hmm. And just a masterful skill set of Kevin Owens. Never once did I ever feel like he what he did was over the top or exaggerated. He looked right. like he made Stone Cold Steve Austin look like Steve Austin again after 19 years, and that is no small feat. They, like, gave, they gave this man 15 minutes almost. Like that mm-hmm. was a full. It was a full. <laughs> like it was a full match. Like I expected what happened on night two to be the kind of the extent of his involvement. Exactly. Yeah. Come out. Stunt people have a couple of Steve Weisers, broken skull IPAs all over the place and call it a night. But he, he, they had a full match. They went in the audience. They went out of the audience. I mean, they were flipping. They were going up and down. And they told they, they told a full story. And I said, yo, that was a great match. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the best no holds bars matches I've seen. And it looked legitimate. And it looked like Owens was trying to do too much. And it he made Stone Cold Steve Austin look like he went back 19 years. Because yeah. the, the setting was right. The occasion was right. It just made sense, and I mm-hmm. couldn't believe how well they worked together. I said, Kevin Owens is going to cry when he gets in that bag because <laughs> he did something so special. for like He he, he allowed Stone Cold Steve Austin to end his career in the same place that he started in Dallas mm-hmm. on his own terms, like that level of closure. And then they performed. Like, they closed the show. Right. They That was the main event of the show. They didn't want to advertise that, because, which is smart, because you don't want people to – you don't want it to be a letdown just in case it doesn't come off the right way. But that closed the show. That's exactly. a big deal in front of 77 plus thousand people. 
I mean, I mean, it was all the subtle things like Owens trying to run away. Owens tried to run away on his on this on a on a, the ATV, the four wheeler, on the quad. <laughs> he couldn't even get it started. And then Austin throws him on and then drives him up the ramp. He looks so scared for his life. The mm-hmm. suplexes, the punches, the slams, and then of course the eventual stunner. I was like, man, I couldn't be more happy for a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin to in his career the way he wanted to end me. I mean, we all know the documented history of Kevin Owens and his love affair yeah. and infatuation with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I yep. remember us, all of us being at Dewburn's Arena when Ring of Honor, we kept saying, man, Kevin Owens is like the Stone Cold Steve Austin Ring of Honor right now. Straight up. Yep. He's kind of mm. he's kind of off off collar. Like Ring of Honor, the champion at the time was Davey, was um Davey Richards. Davey, Davey Richards. Richards, right, yeah. You know, and he was kind of straight cut wrestler. Just phenomenal in the ring. Like there's, there's not too many people that could touch Davy Rich in, in that in that square circle. Like I'm saying that on like as a fact, right? Mm-hmm. And then here you have Owens that did not look the part. You know, his attitude was different, his language was different, and he is beefing with an authority figure. We're like, man, this this guy gives off stone cold vibes, you yeah. know? And it's and it was and it was it, it was based on some real, you know, some real situations because we all know that he's made it very clear. James E. Cornette was not a fan of Kevin Owens, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't think he had to look, you know, Kevin, you know, Jim is, is very traditional and he misses his, his version of wrestling. You know what I mean? Understandably <laughs> so. Yeah, he do. He misses it bad too. So Kevin Owens made it like, he made it clear. You're never going to be a big star. Look at you. And you know, we, we, he always gave us stone cold vibes and then even eventually getting to use the stone cold stunner. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or the stunner, you know, we got permission to use it. And we're like, man, this, this guy will never be stone cold, but he looks like somebody who's obsessed with Stone Cold, the same way Cody Rose is obsessed with Triple H. You know what I mean? And we don't get a chance to see that with the Triple H right now. You right. know? But we got a chance to see that with a Kevin Owens and a Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he didn't, like, it's very rare you have the opportunity to see your hero as your hero. Mm-hmm. We saw Hogan We saw Hogan wrestle a thousand times in his probably last five, six, seven, eight matches he had. He probably shouldn't have been wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm talking like his bouts in TNA with Ric Flair and stuff like that. Like that yep. was those, you know what I mean? You ain't gotta but, be so extra here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so to be able to see that and experience that, like as 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 the as the kid in fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, like I got a chance to see Stone Cold Steve Austin perform one more time, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, like you can't get a better birthday present than this. Look, like I sent it, it to my cousin Akeisha. I sent her the video. I said, I know, because like growing up, like she was a huge Stone Cold fan, you know, attitude error. So she was like, Oh, thank you so much. You know, I love him. Man. Did they change the NXT world belt too? Yeah, they, they, had, they had some colors to it, like they did with the women's title. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh Brandon kept saying that was coming because of the prices. <clears throat> sure, yep. Prices drop, yeah. Yeah. But um, I got but instant, yeah, man. I got instant goosebumps, man. I'm not gonna lie, the chills, man. They just hit me. I mean, it was special, man. Like it was. We old, bro. Like in wrestling years, we old. Like I, maybe not, maybe not in like real life years, but in wrestling years, like we've been yeah. watching this stuff a long time. It's not many. It's not many opportunities and moments that that give us that same feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and we're older now because. Not because of our age, but we've seen everything. You ain't gonna pull no wool over our eyes. That's why I say you're not gonna convince me something's great because I've seen what greatness looks like, right? <laughs> right. So like that's why I, I don't I don't always get along with other wrestling promotions because they swear they everything, and I'm like, no, I've seen everything before. 
I, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to convince me what you're doing is great when I've seen what great looks like. If you're nice. not going to tell me, it's, and that's why I'm very critical with certain stuff. I'm like, yo, that's you're not going to convince me this is the greatest thing. I know what great looks like. I'm going to say it again, right? And mm-hmm. to be at this point of our wrestling fandom, at this point in our lives, and say, man, I've had that feeling, like you said, to say, yo, I just got chills. Come on, man, we watching television. Right. And y'all giving us those type of moments in this crazy world with all the stuff going on these days? Come on, man. It makes you appreciate what Vince has always felt professional wrestling should be. Yeah. Feel feel good moments. Moments that you can build on. Moments that draw. Moments that last a lifetime. Moments that, that live in our heads rent-free. Because WrestleMania, for the first time in a long time, and I'm going to drop the mic on this, it made me forget about everything else in professional wrestling that was going on. And that's a very rare thing to do because they gave me two. Like I finished night one and said, I can't wait to come back tomorrow night. Right. Yep. And, and, and I was like, man, this, you know, I didn't know how I felt about the whole WrestleMania being on two nights. I said, Oh no, nah, this is a thing, man. We got to keep this up. I love you it. Know, we got to keep this up, but man, I just, I couldn't be more grateful for what they gave us. You know, even I know we didn't talk about it too much, but uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville, you know, and and his crew versus Sami Zayn. These these guys, Sami Zayn is is he makes if he can make Johnny Knoxville entertaining. First of all, Johnny Knoxville. Anybody that watched Johnny Knoxville Night Generation grew up on his content <laughs> and what he's given us. It was hilarious. Like like I, he made me back in time. Like I felt like it was ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, right. all over. And I was like, man, like I really got this show mixed in with WrestleMania. Like that's what it felt like. Like I feel like I I got a I got a chance to watch him do what he does live instead of on MTV or MTV two, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, Sami Zayn is that good that he could he could take a joke match or a match that's meant just to be fun, and he gave us the break we needed that night, yeah, and yeah. and and it kept us on our feet. And it was one of the best matches on the card, not because of what they did in the ring and stuff. It was entertaining. Yeah. That's what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. They didn't just give us a fluff match where you say, okay, bathroom break match. We always crack jokes about bathroom break matches, right? Right. There was, they didn't give us that because they said we want you to enjoy the entire show, and you may need a break for some of the action. So let's give you something a little more lighthearted that you can enjoy. We man body slamming Sami Zayn. Right. Come mm-hmm. on, man. We man is a beloved is a beloved pop culture icon based off his work. Yep. And 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 he sat. And that, he first of all he came he came out the bottom of the ring. He put the paws on Sami Zayn, and then he gets in and he body slam. I said, come on, man. This is just this is everything that is supposed to be. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's going to be something that we talk about. Guys like Sami Zayn, guys like Kevin Owens, guys like Seth Rollins, guys like Roman Reigns, guys like Austin Theory. These guys, you know what I mean? AJ Styles, Edge, like these these guys are really leading the way. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we have a mix of older guys, middle-aged guys, and even some young talent in, in the Braun Breakers and the, the Austin Theories. You know what I mean? And and, you know, and even even the Liv Morgans, like, you know, the Rhea Ripley's, you know what I mean? It's like, man, we got so much talent that's getting their fair shake now. You yeah. know what I mean? On top of established vets and money makers like your Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? Like, you just put all that Sasha in one. Banks. <laughs> Sasha, freaking, Sasha freaking Banks, like <laughs> one of the biggest crossover stars in the company. Bianca Belair just skyrocketing. Yep. <laughs> Skyrocketing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and you shoved all Naomi that. getting that rejuvenation with being with Sasha, right? Naomi right, hold, right. holding it down for the sisters because that because she's getting a career revival, you know. Uh, Natalia, 
still being able to be involved in Mania with Shayna because they, they're both older. Shayna Bates is 41 years old. You know what I mean? Still being able to have those moments, still being able to work, and you put all that stuff into a weekend, and now you want to convince me that I'm supposed to <laughs> that, that, that that is another wrestling company out here that can give me that moment, even if it's just for a weekend. No, if my friend. Do, by all means, tell me where it's at because I want I want to enjoy it. I don't know, but, but I say this: I was in the WWE bubble for the most part in Dallas, and I wasn't upset. <laughs> you know, um, probably that's only... usually not the case with you when you go to Mania. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, you're, you're usually hitting stuff two at least two at least two shows that week outside of mm-hmm. WWE, outside of a few autograph signings, a con. You're gonna hit. You're gonna you're gonna do a con, an autograph yeah. signing, uh, probably two shows, and then access and then Mania. That's mm-hmm. usually somewhere you know, <laughs> give it to. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I was pretty much in the bubble, you know, between, you know, obviously working, but doing act. I mean, I was the access. It, uh, that's a, now it's the access superstore. So you got to pay like $10 to get in and to the store. But then you got to pay like either $20 to do the ramp or $20 to do the undertaker's thing. Like that part's kind of, yeah, that part's kind of annoying. But, you know, I was working, so I didn't have to do none of that. But it was cool to be there and, you know, record those interviews. You know, Kevin Owens on Mac Mania, he flips off Evan's hat and everybody's hat, you know, um, like their Cowboys. Hat. He's like, get this out of here. And he throws it. And I'm like, oh, man, he just threw the hats away. And the fans gave him back, you know, but getting the, you know, getting the ring, that was pretty cool. Um, but I didn't miss nothing. You know, and shout out to all those people who work hard. You know, like I mentioned, Stephen Michael earlier, that dude, he was like, I said, it was day two of WrestleMania. I said, yo, what time are you going to the arena? Man, I ain't going to the six, man. I'm tired. I said, uh-huh, uh-huh. You got that wrestling hangover. You know? Uh-huh. There yep, it yep, is. Yep. There it is. Wall. Hit that rookie wall. Yeah, that rookie <laughs> wall. <laughs> he, you know, he was at Impact and he was at ROH. No, I don't think he went to ROH. He went to New Pack. Back in Japan, uh, MLW stand and deliver, and all that. I'm like, uh huh, you, you go ahead if you want. And then, obviously, like I said, Wobbly Mania that, that's why I saw the people I needed to see, mm-hmm. you know, all the all the indie superstars. I saw them there. Now, I'm not saying you know, I didn't want to go to the indie stuff, it's just just wasn't enough time in it. That wasn't in the schedule, yeah, I could imagine, you know. So, it's but uh, cool. you know, shout out to Eric Bischoff, I showed him the video in person. And you know, totally appreciate it. He said, "Man, I appreciate y'all doing that." <laughs> and I said, "You know, thank you." So it's like validated, buddy. Man, that that video will always go down in history because hey, it was us. It's the, it was us three, yo. It was the brotherhood. We were in there all night getting that thing done. Like we got, I, what time we get out of? What two in the morning? Yeah, it was late, 30. man. It was time. I was tired, man. I ain't gonna lie. Thirty in the morning, right. and it was just one of those things. You know what I mean? Like I said, that that's that's a special moment for us as a group. You know what I mean? As 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 us brothers, like you know, we're the brotherhood. If anybody knows us, you know, like just like the NWO had the Wolfpack, you know, wrestle real. That's what that's who we are, all three of us. And then we just were also known as a brotherhood. Funny thing, funny <laughs> thing, funny story. <laughs> I'm with brother fam at um, it was either at their house or it was at the Omni, and uh, we was talking about the wrestle realm. They said, you know, I ain't never seen the real Dwayne Allen. Never seen him. <laughs> I got I got to change that. Don't worry. <laughs> and, and, and even Steven said the same thing. He said, "Yo, I've never met the guy." So yeah, he always said, "Never met the kid." Like, you know, I mean, everybody was saying that all weekend. Even those wrestler girls, they was like, well, "Yeah, we never met the Wayne." I said, "Yeah, you know, the Super Show is coming. It's gonna be epic." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah we gotta make it happen." Well, you know, all five of us. But I was like, "Yeah, we." <laughs> 
Ain't nobody never seen this. Guy. No, it's it's like it's one of those things. I, I've been in, in life. In life, I've been in transition. I've never been to none of the community events. Yo, like nobody's ever met me. And I'm like, you know what? I need to Rest step back thing. like Michael Jackson in 1984. Because you know that guy didn't do interviews. And he didn't do anything. He never the showed last, up. The last thing you did was um Blurcon. And we nobody see you since. Yeah, that was almost two, was three, three years ago. Yeah. That was 2017. Yeah. Oh, no, three years ago, yeah. Oh gosh. Don't worry. It's <laughs> 2018. It's, I'm sorry. Don't worry. I, I will make my public return. Like I know mm-hmm. it's I know it's important to the brand and you know what we're trying to do and stuff Goodness like that. Gracious, so gotta get you out. Right, man. They they called it for you, bro. Listen, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a crazy couple of years. Like I can write a book. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody will read it, but <laughs> I read it. Yeah. See, that's that's why you guys are good brothers. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, man, that's this is so funny. Because that... that's that was the vibe. It was like, yeah, we've never seen it. Dwayne coming. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Well, like when I show up, I gotta show up in like full realness mode. Just like, okay, so I wonder if anybody's gonna recognize me. Uh, oh, please! <laughs> First of all, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand six foot eight over everybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna document the whole thing. It, it would have been no. Funny. You, listen, you have to though. Right? No, well, to. I'm just thinking. What would be funny is you showing up at Wally Mania and everything. Like, oh, and then here comes Omos. <laughs> Right, like, oh. yo, this dude was towering over people, and I was like, yo, I was like, oh, he's really here, like, go, like, yo. like, he was a cool dude. He was sitting there ready to party. He was partying, but I was like, forget, Omos is in the building. You know, he can't be discreet, right? Like, there's no, there's no sneaking that guy in the back door. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw, I saw that picture you sent, bro. I, I looked at his hand. I said, man, his hand is about as big as your head, bro. Yeah, nah, oh. that's that dude's a giant. Gosh. You're talking about oh hell no! Hold on, yo. <laughs> oh, what do you, you, you got to go back and look at it? Nobody should. I'm, I'm gonna share this. Um, freaking Ron Hunt, yo. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh, we gonna we gonna put this on the air. Uh oh. This, this is a uh uh. Now I ain't watched the whole thing yet, so we should have ended the show ten minutes ago. <laughs> should have, but you didn't because. <laughs> Let's see, yeah, share tab audio. Yo, stop. Hey, stop. (laughs) This is from Wally Mania. That's unreal, yo. Oh man! Hey, yo, why would he do that? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so fitting, though. It makes sense. It is. It is. Yeah. I was like, I definitely just ran this on air. (laughs) That's hilarious. Shout out to Ron Hunt. That was we talking about video work. That was good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, oh man, but yeah, that that was hilarious. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what was this? This was early. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was already on the floor because <laughs> I got I got there before Shane Taylor's promotions. I remember seeing because that's the first time I seen Ron in person. We talk mm-hmm. all the time. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, nice to finally meet you. 
<laughs> oh boy. Yeah, even saw a street profits there early. But yeah. Oh yeah, you did say over there. Yeah, that, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, let's get out of here because I got stories that can't be on the air. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, before we go, man, I definitely shout out uh to Brian H. Waters, man. You did a heck of a job. Your oh, first, thank you. first one really working and grinding out WrestleMania, man. That's a uh, if anybody that knows you, man, that's like you living the dream right now. Of course, there's always, you know, and there's always uh levels to kind of elevate to, man. But this for this to be one of the first real steps, man, is like, man, this it's a testament to who you are as an individual and you know what I mean, just the push. Like you're talking about a guy who used to get made fun of for this kind of stuff. Now he's getting he's getting paid to do it. Hey, like <laughs> if if if, oh, if there was if there was two words for you, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like come on man like we we come from that cloth like all three of us are cut from that cloth like the same mm-hmm. stuff people go, oh that's cute like okay count that money that's cute ain't mm-hmm. it and that's 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 the doors that we're knocking on now so we heard a lot of f- we heard a lot of f words over the years man oh yeah oh yep. yeah big time so congratulations brother appreciate you appreciate and that's appreciate that's also congratulate brother brother hugh back there stunting with both his ring of honor titles <laughs> in the background <laughs> When I he just did a whole photo earlier. shoot, <laughs> I was listen, I was gonna say. Wait, is that a third title? No, What's no, that's the, the little, that's the um the one I got from uh, my niece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, but still a title. He got he got yeah. the joint swinging though. I said, okay, I see you, brother. Pause. Hopefully, there's more to come. Hey, hey, man, it is what hey. it is, yo. Hey. It is what it is. Both of them swinging, linging. <laughs> 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 it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, awkward. <laughs> but all right, y'all. <laughs> Until the next time, make sure you follow us at Wrestling Realm. Uh, yeah, I, I won't be here next week because uh, I gotta go out of town again. So. It's up to these brothers to hold it down if they feel like it. So, <laughs> you, you, think, you, you think you think we should do one next week, Hugh? Hey, we can. I would discuss it. We might do it. We'll, yeah, you know. Yeah. Depends on what's what's going on. All right. We'll talk about it off the air. Until the next other time. Stories. We out. Peace. <laughs> Problem. Yes!